0: My skin is black. My
1: skin is black. I feel so good to be black right now.
0: All right, welcome to episode 130 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. You guys do not understand how excited I am about this episode um, and this guest that I am interviewing today. Of course, guys, you can't start any podcast without acknowledging our sponsors, and of course, the sponsors for the Black and Fashion Podcast is LC Apparel Consulting <laughs> and Kali Avantine Inc. Both my brands, because you got to promote yourself like nobody else will. Okay, so uh, of course, LC Apparel Consulting is a full service um, product development and production company, and of course, Kylie Avantine is a luxury handbag jumpsuit and jacket clothing line um, that i have recently put out so i hope you guys have seen it if not you better go check it out and i definitely will have the link in the show notes so today i am joined with miss asia asia
1: me, asia
0: yes <laughs> and i want to call her carb assistant got married and done the whole and, and started a whole <laughs> life so i can't last night not even it's not even car no more <laughs>
1: Well that just shows you how far we go back and that's really good.
0: Stuff. Right. And the funny thing is you still in my phone under Asia Car and the picture that still pops up is like with the bank and you have like oh the shortcut and you're gonna send me your number and I'm like, I got that number. She ain't changed that number.
1: <laughs> I have not. Unfortunately my number has literally been the same for twenty years and that's even crazy to let out my mouth.
0: You got it you got that number in high school? I got this number in middle school. Middle, I'm like 20 years. I had to do the math for I'm like, but well, you have but yeah, because I've been 14 years. <laughs> yes. Wow. You have never changed your number. That is crazy. That's exciting though. I'm so excited. So uh oh my god, I have so much to say about Asia. Me I, I don't even want to get into all our back our
1: backstory. But I feel like that <laughs> like
0: I, I kinda wanna introduce Asia with her bio, but
1: I kinda wanna just say like where I know Asia from. <laughs> I think that's the beauty of it. I think that's what we should learn into
0: today because we've both had a journey yeah and then that way we then we can i'll let you talk about the journey okay so me and asia met in college we both attended columbia college chicago she was yeah. a fashion business major um and i was a fashion design major so um i cannot put, pinpoint exactly like the day that we met I can't either. i can't pinpoint but what i do know is that i want to say around in the sophomore, junior year, around that time, um, I we started a modeling organization. It was called Fashion Elite Modeling Organization, and me and FIBO Fimo, Asia, Fimo. <laughs> and uh, we curated like some fashion events. One of the biggest events that we, I would say would go down in Columbia history for an organization's first year and a black organization on the campus. I would definitely yes. say that me and Asian made history. And then we just continued to grow and support one another. We did a collection together. I want to say after college, it was after college. College. and it was called the gold mine collection and
1: it was yes. all gold
0: uh, this gold stretch and that we did a dress a skirt some leggings like oh my god Asia. it was very
1: cute those <laughs> pictures still come up in my memory and so wow. i'm like this was fine <laughs>
0: same same now i want to just uh do a little if like we don't even need no icebreaker but i'm like i just want to do my little icebreaker because it's tradition it's called this or that okay okay all right so skinny leg or flare leg Jenny. uh hoop or stud hoop brim or or beret brim brim are you a brim girl he God, I'm a beret girl Um uh, wedge <laughs> or mule Ooh. probably wedge wedge and then a midi or a mini a mini, a mini. <laughs> oh really I was expecting for you to say midi. <laughs> <laughs> so, Asia, can you just, I just want to start by, you know, giving them a little background about yourself, where you're from. Well, clearly she's from Chicago, because that's what i yeah. But just a little bit about your background, you know, a little bit, you know, of, you know, how you grew up, how you got into fashion. Like, just take us through like that up into, yeah, like college and like where you are now.
1: Wow, yes. So first, I'm (laughs) so excited to be on with you tonight. Hello, everyone. My name is Asia Corinne McGee. I am born and raised on the south side of Chicago. So I did stay local for college. And as Lenise mentioned, we went to Columbia. Um, interesting journey that I had in high school. I found myself really into the performing arts. I played the baritone saxophone. I sang in a concert choir. I danced, did video production. I just did all of these artsy things. Then I went to Whitney Young Magnum High School, the alma mater of our uh, forever first lady, Michelle Obama. Yes. And it was just a, a natural thing for everybody there to pretty much go to college. It was more, um, more people that, you know, went to college after that that didn't. But me being a uh, first-generation college graduate at, at this point in my life uh, right now, um am also a first-generation entrepreneur. I didn't really have a big wind um, behind me for college uh, with my family. So it was just kind of like, okay, what do you what do you want to do next? And I knew that I really enjoyed the performing arts, but I knew that I didn't want to pursue any of those things, the career path, which led me to fashion, um, another art form that was unexplored. And I just remember attending an open house for Columbia and just being so sold. It was just very exciting. It was very dynamic. There were a lot of things going on. And that's uh, how I landed there. So I did, uh, go through the fashion business program and, uh, I really didn't know what I wanted to do within fashion for the majority of my time, um, in college, but my senior year when I had to uh, take an internship, I decided on fashion styling and I ended up getting what I believe is a divine opportunity with, um, a woman who had been a mentor for me even years, years past college, uh Tamika Price and she had a wardrobe consultancy and I interned for her and we really even grew that relationship for years um past that but I left college saying, Okay, I wanna be the next June Ambrose, I wanna do this styling thing love and that. I, uh, I really love to happen. Yeah. You but I remember at a point in time where you were just was June Ambrose, June Ambrose, everything. <laughs> Everything. It was like she was definitely the North Star. And uh, what actually happens uh, to me is about uh, within, I believe, a year of graduating from college, I ended up getting a recommendation to do a wardrobe overhaul for a politician, Um, a local politician who was running for actually the mayor of Chicago and eventually uh, ran for state senate and secured that seat. Uh, She has held it she held it for 10 years and uh actually just stepped down about a week or so ago will go to pursue other uh purpose-driven things but i that was like my first kind of big opportunity i remember kind of being like shaking in my boots you know <laughs> and saying i put together a proposal and i had to present you know something to her to say like this is what i believe your image uh should be uh, i was brought in by her campaign manager because uh she believed that we just needed to kind of uh make her her appeal a little bit more universal a little bit more useful and I started to think okay there's a lot of things that I can put her in you know I know fashion I know style I can make her look cute anything but how do I create an image for her um, through wardrobe and that's that's really when things kind of shifted for me mentally to say this isn't just about you know fashion this is about image this is um, ultimately about the brands. And I didn't have the language for branding at that time, but that was when those concepts began to um, come to me. And fast forward to today, which is, you know, 10 years later, my day job, my entrepreneurship, everything that I do, is centered around branding and communications. And I have really um, built up a reputation um, of excellence and results in that area. But it started with communicating through fashion.
0: Love that. So you say, would you say that you're still pretty actively in fashion and you're doing everything across the board when it comes to branding?
1: Ooh, I won't say that I'm as in the nitty-gritty with fashion um, as I once was. I believe style now colors my platform. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, I believe that is something that they like about my brand, but it's more so secondary, just something, you know, that gives it appeal. I actually am a messaging specialist. Um, It's interesting because in college, I remember my fashion instructors asking me, were you an English major before this? And I was like, no. Um, But people were recognizing very early on my gift for communication. I didn't recognize it until about um, 2017, um, which is about six years post-college. And I had graduated from fashion styling to image consulting, image consulting to image branding, which in the image branding space, I had began to um, not only work with people from their wardrobe, but also their image online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I uh, moved into personal branding, um, just by referral, word of mouth and, you know, clients that uh, were requesting me for things. And it was like, there were people that saw a gift in me that I didn't yet fully um, recognize in myself. And so, um, over the years, I just began to uh, understand and just develop more of my thoughts and uh, just kind of naturally let them, those things evolve. But what I realized is that it was all communication all along. Fashion is communication. You know, style is communication. How you write something is communication. The photos that you put out when you do a photo shoot or when you do, you know, a video promotion, it's all communication. And so um, over my career journey, I saw... In hindsight, I see in hindsight that that gift of communication was present all along, but it manifested itself in different ways depending on the opportunities that I had at any given point. And so I don't do a ton of fashion now, though I can still always lean on my fashion knowledge when people ask me. But now I help people to be better communicators of themselves, better communicators of their value, and better communicators of their purpose.
0: Gotcha. I love that.
1: Okay.
0: Now... Uh, Another one of the, well, not another one. One of the reasons I wanted to interview Asia today is because she is one of our guest panelists on our designer retreat coming (laughs) to Chicago April 28th through April 30th. And my reason, there was a couple reasons behind wanting to do this retreat. One of them being that April is Black Fashion Month. Another reason being that it is the three year anniversary of LC Apparel Consultant, and I wanted to go home and celebrate with my family and my friends. Hey, hey. Share that moment with me. And because I just, as a, you know, being in full time entrepreneurship for the last three years, I think that uh, self care and, um, Knowing your value and taking care of yourself is honestly, you know, like relying on prayer and having faith are some of the reasons why I feel like I've made it this far, you know. And I thought that instead of having like, you know, your typical, you know, workshop or retreat where we're like, you know, we're talking at you the whole time and you're learning the whole Mm -hmm. time more. So I wanted to choose a panel, a panel full of women that can pour. And Asia has poured into me and poured into me in college and poured into me after college that I just wanted wow. women that can pour into them and not talk at you and tell you what you should be doing, but help you understand your value, you know, you know, in your entrepreneurship journey. And even if you're in corporate, in your corporate journey, you know, as you make your way up that ladder, I just wanted to pour into women this weekend. So we're going to have a panelist full of, I call it, I call it the wellness panel. Yeah. <laughs> and Asia is going to pinpoint on just like value and just prayer and all the different things that you can do. And we're going to have, of course, guided meditation and massages. And we're going to have, you know, food and drinks. And we're going to have a um, yoga and all these different things and, and networking opportunities. But I just wanted everyone to have fun and to be relaxed and just have and be around people that poor like, you know, so Asia, can you talk a little bit about like, you know, you know, why prayer is so heavy for you? And why it's so important to lean on God and to, you know, and to pray and manifest things
1: into your life and into your business? Absolutely. Well, first, I just want to say how excited I am about um, the, this reconnection, this reunion that we're going to have what? at the wellness retreat. Um, and you guys, I'm sure you know by now, but Lanise is capital B underscore big boss, <laughs> boss, boss, boss. And so I am just so excited to see everything that she has birthed over, over the years and her work ethic and her excellence and uh, just her skill. It has always been extremely inspiring to me. Um, but in my entrepreneurial journey, I believe that purpose um, has been the guiding force. And I don't believe that you can have a conversation about purpose without hearing the voice of God. And when we talk about prayer, that is a sense of building your relationship with God and communicating with God and really um, aligning yourself with him and his will and his desires and getting guidance for your life, for your business, for your relationships, whatever it is. Um, that you need support with, we have a power source um, that we can plug into. Uh, But one of the things about entrepreneurship is that I strongly believe that it actually is a calling. Um, You know, we hear a lot of conversation about, like, everybody is not cut out for this and things like that. And we talk about it on that level. But I really do believe that there are people that are called to make impact in certain spaces and make impact um, in the marketplace. And so as it has related to my entrepreneurial journey, I believe that I may have started out um, anchoring my entrepreneurship in a skill, but now my entrepreneurship is anchored in a purpose, and it's anchored in the unique way that I believe I was designed and the gifts that I was given to serve and impact others and assist them to their next level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, communication um, has been one of the ways. I've also seen a shift um, over the past year or so where I'm actually in full-time ministry and actually you know i know it's like you know you have a business you have a business that's related to messaging and branding how is that ministry but it's really a a god-led holy spirit-led business but also in the traditional sense um i'm not sure when this interview is airing but i will be an ordained pastor at the top of march
0: um this episode coming out (laughs) next
1: week (laughs) Oh, well, um, you guys uh, heard it there. So I was appointed um, in 2022 and I've walked the journey um, under my spiritual leaders and uh, with my church and uh, the ink ink will be sealed, (laughs) the anointing will be sealed um, next month. So, you know, it's been very interesting for me to make a transition from marketplace you know, to ministry, but what God has been showing me and honestly what he's been trying to get through to me all along for the past, you know, eight years or so is that, you know, it's all ministry. I have called you to a marketplace ministry. So, you know, even when I speak life into of the, the designers that will be in attendance um, at the self-care wellness designer retreat, even talking about communicating your value, like I really want people to understand that your value, like it, This stuff is not beyond you Like when you get to know you And when you can really connect with God To get a revelation of who you are um, And really understand what he put Inside of you all along That is your marketplace difference like your marketplace difference isn't something that you find out there. It's something that you find within. And when you can stand up and when you can own your gifts, you can own your identity as God designed you, when you can really just show up in all your your power and your excellence, that is when um, you really produce something that, goes beyond just regular impact it's exponential impact and when people are encountering you when you're operating in those spaces they're really encountering God because you you've tapped into a level of you that's in complete synergy and alignment with God so prayer is going to assist you every step of the way and really coming to know yourself it's a journey it's an everyday walk. It's not something that you just automatically wake up and say, I know who I am. You know, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to undo some things. There's a lot of things that we pick up, you know, in life from, you know, the environments that we're exposed to. There's a lot of things that are passed down to us generationally, but there comes a point in our life where we have to meet God by ourselves and we have to, you know, strip the layers that, you know, are not what we should be carrying and then we have to allow him to spark and activate that potential and, you know, build us from the inside out into the shape um, and what I call the God mold that we were intended to take all along.
0: Love that. Love that. Yes. And I find that just, you know, from being in my, just from being in it, like this amount of time, I'm like, oh, I got to pray. Oh, I got to pray. Like now yes. I, I used to wake up, and I used to go straight to my phone, looking at emails, looking at my bank account, looking we all at Instagram. Have been guilty. And now <laughs> I am like, I will not look at nothing in, until I pray. And I will yeah. not roll out this bed until I pray. You know, just because. And that. I find that the days that I'm moving too fast. Or I'm not giving myself that time to have that stillness or I meditate. It's usually the days when I'm like, what in the H E double hockey stick is going on? So it's just yeah. like I think it set the tone. It's like that that prayer and like just um like really and, and just that worship too. Because I feel like a lot is me thanking. Just thanking for and showing gratitude yeah, for the things gratitude. that I have. Like I do a lot of uh, thinking. Like every morning I'm think thank thank you for waking me up this morning.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you for having the roof over my head. And I feel like I say that pretty much every morning for myself, but it also, like, even when I'm down or I'm worried about something, it just helps me relieve my stresses. It's like, I'm, even though something crazy is going on right now, I'm blessed, and I'm actually too blessed to be stressed, and then I'm going to walk around the rest of the day saying that. (laughs) Come on, too blessed to be stressed. I'm too
1: blessed to be stressed. Yeah, you bring up something so important, like your posture, even your posture in business, because I think that we have to think about everything that we're afforded the opportunity to do as an opportunity to impact an opportunity to serve. And when you start your day off that, it gets you centered on what matters. It puts you in a posture where you can hear God and exchange with God and receive from God and where the Holy spirit can literally guide you throughout the day. Cause things do be cray cray and things yes. do be popping off and life does happen, but that that opposition is to be expected, you know, when you are committing yourself um, to a God assignment and really seeking to live for God or, you know, align your business with God or do things that are pleasing to him. So, yeah, that posture of gratitude is, is so important. I do believe that the cup is always half full, never half empty, and I believe that outlook um really helps because what you – what you think is shaping everything around you. You know, whatever that that paradigm is that you subscribe to, that's going to trickle down to your actions. It's going to trickle down, you know, to your um, interactions with people. Like, it literally shapes everything. So starting your day in prayer, your day reading your Bible, it is setting you up for guaranteed success.
0: Absolutely. Love that. So, Asia, I want you to speak a little bit on um, just, like, your – your day-to-day like how how you go about like you know worship your affirmation like what does like that look like for you like what does your self-care look like on your end
1: that is so good so one of the things that I really personally try to do is not compartmentalize God um, I am a person who actually because I interact with people so much on a daily basis, I really value my quiet time. So if it's just me, like I probably don't have anything playing, no music. Um, I don't have, you know, any TVs on or anything like that. And I just allow myself to, um, in that stillness, listen for the things that God wants me to hear and what he wants me to know. Um, now there may be someone that says, I don't, I don't hear God. I don't, I don't hear God's voice. I don't know when God is speaking to me, um, when God is speaking to you, he speaks to everybody differently. And so um, you'll want to identify times in your life where you have felt a sureness um, that you have heard God's voice. And you'll want to look out for like patterns in your life where you've had that same level of sureness to identify, you know, how God um, is speaking to you. I know for me, um, I, I write and when I write, um, things become clear. And that's one of the ways that God speaks to me. Um, but you know, it, I also really know when God is speaking to me when I have like this knowing or this confidence um, that that kind of just rises up in me from my core. But um, when we read God's word as well, we read the Bible, that is uh, that is the, the voice of God. That is, you know, the law of God. And when we are praying to him, he'll remind us of those things that we read and then he'll personalize it for us and turn it into a, you know, a word directly for us. So if you feel like you're struggling, um, to hear God's voice, I would say, you know, number one, make sure you are reading your Bible so you actually can recognize, uh, the voice. It's kind of like when you're in a, you know, when you're talking about getting to know somebody in a relationship, unless you spend time with them, you don't really know them. But when you spend time with somebody, you can finish their statement, you know, you -hmm. know, their intonations, you, when you read their text messages, you can read it in their, in their tone, and you know, how they would say it. But then sometimes, you know, think about when you text somebody that you really didn't know, and you felt like, oh, that could have been interpreted wrong, or you read what they were saying wrong. I think it's the same thing when you talk about God, we can't make Uh, that relationship building, uh, that idea of building a relationship with God bigger or like more abstract than how we, you know, interact and exchange with people because it's it's very, it's very, very um, similar. So I just try to keep myself open to listen. Um, But I think also when you listen, you have to act because when you see the results that come on the other side of that action, then it will definitely confirm you that it was god's voice and then you rinse and you repeat
0: i love that That. okay so asia what would you say um i have this little segment it's called uh it's a success (laughs) or it's a disaster can you tell us (laughs) about a time in your business where um something really went bad um but you learned something from the experience and it made you change up some a way that you did business whether you added a new operational procedure or you you know maybe you changed your process of adding clients so can you tell us like a like a horror story but uh, there was a, a learning experience Ooh, that's so good
1: <laughs> um so well you know i've i've been doing this for four years <laughs> i love it so so two things come to mind i don't necessarily know that i would call them horror stories but they were learning lessons so there's one time in 2017 and i in the business of of branding and personal branding in particular that i have really built my platform around i have pretty much um experimented with every method of delivery um for personal branding that you could from you know contractual work to you know consulting to coaching to mentorship to digital products so I have really over the years, just tried to figure out you know what worked um best for me um and in twenty seventeen there was a real move uh in the industry um in the spaces that um, I play in to go digital products, and that was the biggest thing and so I was watching you know uh, my peers uh Counterparts and the branding space. Everybody like make that shift and go over there. And I felt myself like trying to say, okay, well, let me move in in this direction. But the more I tried to move in that direction, the more it was clear to me that like this is not the place of your greatest success. It doesn't mean that you won't have any success. But I am a high touch person. Like my my work and my platforms it's really catered toward you know, a a high level client, a leader, very high touch, literally, um, you know, kind of next phases for me is moving into brand management for, um, you know, very high level clientele. And so I was trying to align with what the industry or the direction of the industry was doing. But the more I did that, I moved away from what my sauce was and what my difference was. And so that was a lesson for me. Um, When I got back to me, I started seeing more success than I did when I was trying to, you know, follow the trends or follow the direction. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, digital products, but everybody has to know how they shine best. Mm -hmm. And that was not the space that I shined best. Digital products are great. Do them. I even, you know, in later years created one, but I was not trying to make that my bread and butter. It was more so something that just made me a little bit more accessible when I could not take on, you know, all those clients one-on-one. So that was a lesson. But also what came out of that is that, you know, you can only be number two if you're taking cues from your peers. Like when I when I approach my work these days, like I am aware of who's in my space um, for proximity and um, to strengthen my value proposition and the articulation of what I do so that somebody who's considering somebody with the same title as me, they can, you know, understand truly my difference. I don't look a competition for competition's sake. I really don't believe that competition um, exists when you align your brand with purpose. So over hey the past now. couple years, Oh, hey yes, Amen really, oh, hey to that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it does not. This past couple of years, it's really about strengthening my difference. And I will tell you that a huge shift Um, came for me when I really got a boldness in my identity and a boldness in my space. And I really do believe um, that I sit in a category of my own. So 2017 was a good lesson for me. 2022 was a good lesson for me because God was telling me, um, you're overdue. You're, You're staying in a space longer than I intended for you. And that was challenging for me because, you know, you know, you get to this place of comfort with your business and it's like, oh, this may not be the full potential, you know, of my business, but it's doing good. And it supports me and I'm good. I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the background. I had I had really, really, you know, 2020, 2021. I mean, we were we were doing good. Mm-hmm. So, um, 2022 did good as well, but I could definitely feel the resistance that it was no longer a flow for me in that space. Mm-hmm. um that it just felt like toil and one of the things that i realized is that when you are along with the holy spirit it's never toil toil and hard work are different things you can work hard but toil means i'm trying to force something that's not supposed uh to be and it's a different feeling it's a different uh just i don't know it wears on you in a in a different way and you're not really at a place of like agreement and peace, like with what you're doing. And so, uh, last year, um, I I did a few things and I was tempted to make money moves. Now, now I say that to say that I, I believe in, in a bag, (laughs) um, but I don't make decisions off the bag. I make decisions based off the timing and the instruction of where God is leading me. And I have to do that because I don't have an entrepreneurial platform without God. So for me to get this entrepreneurial platform that was literally given to me by God and it was of no doing of my own and then all of a sudden start operating according to another agenda, it's kind of dangerous because there's no safety there. And everything can just blow up tomorrow because that's never, my strategy was not man-made or configured. And so I executed something. I launched a program, and I do believe that it was the time and season for that. But then I tried to duplicate it again, and it was more so a money move. Like, oh, that that money was good. Let me do that again. And I, I didn't go through with it. I ended up. I had a couple, you know, sign ups, and I ended up, you know, contacting them and you know settling, you know, things with them, and just telling them like I'm not launching this because I knew that I was launching it from a place that wasn't, you know, what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but then also uh later on in the year I began to feel just a pull and a shift, um, a call to build again and build again. Um, whereas I had been maintaining four years prior just with what I had birthed from my, my initial wave of success. Now it's the call to build again. And so that's what I'm moving into now. Um the next steps for me is really uh it's not just a, you know, gradual elevation. It's really a quantum leap. And I, I believe that my agency um, will be birthed sooner than later, and it's going to be bigger than than anything that I've done and, and what I could even imagine.
0: Love that. Now, I was going to say, girl, we, we must be in the same, not the same boat, but, like, have the same philosophy. Like, I could not get into the digital products either. Like, me and that one-on-one, that's my brand. That customized, catered education, yeah. the one-on-one with the clients, the, all of that teaching. Like, that is, that's my brand. And I, it was a lot of people, oh, you offer this online, you're doing this online, you're doing this online. And I just couldn't get into it. I still haven't. Like, I have a couple templates here and there, but it's just like, I can't teach y'all this online. Like, y'all got to come out you here. You got to,
1: yeah. I'm you're going on Next, I'm going on tour this
0: week starting in Houston, and I'm going to each city and I'm teaching design and you know tech and stuff like that. But it's like the digital thing seemed like it was a good way to go, but I had the same experience as you, like, this is not. My brand. This is not this my is not me. This is not me. Like I cannot I can't do this. <laughs> so I feel you on that. So last thing before we get out of here is uh it's a muse. So if you could just share a mantra, a quote, a prayer, a book, anything that just keeps you going that you know could help another entrepreneur just continue to grow.
1: Ooh, that's really good. <laughs> um okay. <laughs> So so a few things. I share with you guys, um, my my quote, competition doesn't exist when you align your brand with purpose. I want Mm -hmm. you to settle with that. Um, One of the best books that I've read is called Believe Bigger um, by Marshawn Evans Daniels. It is a book um, about really tapping into your purpose. And really in this book, she breaks down the stages of the purpose journey, and it's just it's a gold mine, so I highly recommend that book um, for anybody that says I've been doing things and I've been doing well, but I really feel a pull to, you know, really align what I'm doing, what I'm doing with why God created me to be here. I want to really tap into my difference. I really want to be purpose minded. I recommend that book. And then also there is a Netflix documentary called The Black Godfather. It's about Clarence Avant, and when I tell you this documentary is so dynamic to me because you see this man who literally um he's a multi-industry influencer you can't even really put a title on him but he his role behind the scenes shaped some of the biggest deals and career moves and things of like people that y'all know is global names and you in this movie it shows you like how he was so pivotal um, and really, really important moments and really, really big moments in history from politics, uh, you know, presidents and, and mayors and music moguls and, you know, executives, all people. It is incredible. It's called The Black Godfather, and it's on Netflix. So those those things have been really, really inspiring to me, and I believe it'll spark something in you um, and just, you know, about your impact, about your purpose and the legacy that you want to leave. And I believe, you know, wholeheartedly that when we align ourselves to what God has created us for, that we will be the best in class. We will be. excellent. The bag will be there. We can command our own price. We have premium positioning, but I believe that it first starts with centering ourselves, you know, with our, our, our divine design and all the rest of that follows. You don't have to chase that. That comes when you tap into the strength of who you really are and who you were created
0: to be hey amen okay well asia thank you so much for joining me i'm looking so much forward to seeing you in chicago in april Likewise. um i'll be in there the first week of april as well so we should connect then and then i'm coming back the last week for the um for the retreat but yeah so uh make sure you guys Definitely. follow asia asia if you could just throw out your social media handles i'll also put these in the show notes as well Thank
1: you. And I just want to say congratulations on your tour, Laniece, blessings and safe travels. Um, and you, you guys can connect with me, connect with me online, uh, Asia Korean McGee. You can pretty much find me anywhere, my personal pages, um, or Asia Korean the brand. Those are my business pages. But if you just type in my first and my uh, middle name, I'm going to pop up wherever you are. Perfect.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, you have a great one. As I always say, guys, stay black. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> bye guys right. bye See Asia you. thank you